you are listening to the Savage Fincast, episode 45, Basket Case Hosts. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast, the show that has been two men for too long. I am Jim Purcell. I'm Greg Olson. I'm sorry, shocked, shocked by that intro. <laughs> and I am Raven Perez. And we what are. That? Hmm. Wait, wait, wait. What does that mean? Two men for too long. We've only been two people on the podcast for like three months. All right, it's that simple. It is that simple. It's that easy. Because at <laughs> first it was me and Nick, and then it was Nick and Raven, and then it was me and Raven again. Gotcha, gotcha. I thought there was some kind of wink, wink, nudge, nudge to that or something. <laughs> no, no, right. absolutely no colloquialism with rhythms involved. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go on. Then. I love it. <laughs> All right, we are back again for another episode. Uh, we have lined up, of course. We got some news, and we got some interesting conversations, and we got two issues of Sa- of Eric Larson goodness in in Savage Dragon two ten and Spawn two fifty eight. 259, uh, so my friend, right? 259? Oh, Raven, you wrote it down wrong. You're making me look like a fool on the internet. You know, that was a test and you failed. I did. <laughs> I did fail that test. <laughs> no one to blame but you. I know, and it's even trickier because you notice that uh, when I do the recap, it does correctly jump to spawn 260 solicitation. Total, yeah. total trap. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, speaking of that, who saw that movie? Uh, what movie? I don't know what you're talking about. Did, it, did you guys I just heard a groan gonna, from Raven. That means he loved sp- it. We're not going to talk about spoilers, but let's just go down the line. Did, Wait, why, why can't we talk about spoilers? I mean, I, did I we, think, did if we, anyone likes Star Wars, they've had to have seen it I agree. Have, all, have we you, all seen it? Yes. Craig? Yeah, twice. Okay. Let's just go down the line. Did you like it, Raven? Uh, it was, here we go. It was, here we go. This, it was dog shit, dude. I hated it. Oh Craig, my god! Did we you just like lost? Wait, wait, wait. We just lost all of our listeners except for that uh, one guy that writes all the crazy letters. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't like. So, Craig, you liked it. Um, it had its flaws. Okay. I thought it was good, but I thought it took borrowed too much from Episode Four, which okay. I think what that's what people liked. But I don't know. I also liked it. Mm-hmm. So why did you like it? I liked it because it actually, while it did take a lot of its beats from Episode 4, it, it did them in a new and different way. It put everything on it. It put some things you expected on the on its ear. My biggest problem with that movie was how the big death planet thing worked because the science was really bad. Mm. Thanks, J.J. Abrams. 
Mm, it's terrible. And we're talking about Star Wars here. Like, yeah, we should probably move on. I just wanted to get you know get, get you guys as you know general. I just on that. I will just I thought it, I thought personally thought it was just a good return to form. As, it, it it cleansed my palate of the prequels. What's a hilarious thing is as a Finn cast related anecdote. So I'm doing my little. Star Wars suck balls right on my Facebook wall. And <laughs> sure enough, Eric himself showed up to be like, oh, it didn't really. I was like, now damn it. <laughs> if Savage Dragon the movie is half as good. <laughs> what, what were Eric's thoughts on it? Uh, he said that uh, he liked it, actually. And that, uh, yes, it was uh, derivative, but that, you know, none of the acting was more out of place and bad than in any of the other movies. And that... Uh, mm-hmm. He just basically, you know, he, he said, you know what? It's funny. He said he said a thing that everybody said that for me, I just can't give this movie a pass on. He said it made me feel like I felt when I was watching the original movies. The prequels didn't do that. And I was right. just like, to me, I think that it's going to come down the pipes years, years later that this movie got way too much of a pass on nostalgia's sake. I agree. It is agree it is riding the back of how bad the prequels were. And what's funny is I like the prequels, even though I can admit they're bad. But I think this movie's getting way. It it was a remake without really being a remake. But yeah. that's that was done to get the fan base back on board. Did, I know, did but I really, think you the real have... test. The real test is if Rogue One and Episode Eight do something different. Yeah. I just, you know, I mean, how many times can there be some kind of Death Star type but thing? But that's, that's, that's a trope that Star Wars does. I mean, it isn't just the movie. If you look it's at it. All of the expanded universe stuff, they have death devices coming out their ass. If you look at it chronologically, that means now there were three movies with three Death Stars in a row. I'm just saying. like, that, Well, no, Empire didn't have one. Did it not? No. I thought there were two Death Stars in a row. No, it was it went New Hope, Death Star, Empire, which its big weapon was the big super star destroyer, and then Return of the Jedi had the second Death Star. Mm. All right, it was terrible. Um, Eric liked it though. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> all right, let's move we'll on. Move on. Moving on. We'll move on. Star Wars talk over. <laughs> um, Sorry. So we all saw. We're gonna get saw, so much hate mail now. Yeah, we all saw. The, we all saw. I can brave it. <laughs> During my winter vacation, I did the one thing I've been trying to do for years but never really did was I finally finished reading Savage Dragon. Oh. During, That's there was such a, a dirty secret. <laughs> like you should like have known everything front to back if you're going to be a podcaster. Worst kept secret. You should, I don't yeah. know what I'm talking about ever. <laughs> four years of a lie. No, <laughs> this has been going on since like 2001. <laughs> So what did you learn? I basically learned that Dragon is quite possibly the most incompetent, bu- incompetent buffoon in all of comics. <laughs> Absolutely every single – okay, just, just to clarify, I bought um, Archives 4, uh, which collects 50 through 75, which was a big chunk of stuff that I – or no, 3, that I did not re- have a full knowledge of because I never read it. I started reading during Savage World, and I kind of filled in the blanks with the trades, and of course the trades stop – uh, just after Dragon dies, or a little bit after, okay. the first right. time. So anyway, that whole chunk there. Absolutely every single problem during that period could have been solved if Dragon had not been a complete dick to Sergeant Marvel. <laughs> period. <laughs> Those are my favorite issues, though. Yeah. And what's really funny is reading it all in one like go like that, mm-hmm. the writing is, is actually – Eric's style of writing has not changed. From that period to now, 
He's yeah. very much you very much get the information dumps, mm-hmm. the talking head information dumps, like every other issue. Yeah. Yeah, that, that happens constantly, which is in, in reading in that big a chunk, it's almost distracting. <laughs> like I've how never noticed that. Happens. I don't know. I, I, I think his writing in that period was – it seems more witty in a way in certain things. Like he's making fun of kind of the superhero trope but still kind of having fun with it more than ever in that period. That's true. Like I, I like Dragon as he's kind of like the antagonist of being – like the one guy that kind of knows this is all kind of silly and just is like – like effing with all the other superheroes that are taking everything way too seriously. Right. Yeah. And I, I get that, but at the same time, in the end, Dark Lord is basically right in that Dragon is incompetent because of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. I don't know. I, I, I joke about it that Dragon's like the worst superhero ever uh, because of all the times he's destroyed the world by accident. <laughs> as, as a world, as a result of either his buffoonery or his ignorance or his whatever. And that him being depowered and put in a cell is probably the safest thing for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) So would you call him, like, the Darth Vader of Savage Dragon? No, no, he's more like, um, what's a good example of, like, someone who just muddles through and then everything blows up behind him? Magoo. And then he comes out, oh, he's like Ash from Evil Dead. Oh. Yeah. That's, I can see that. Just I was, th- I was thinking uh, Mr. Magoo. <laughs> I said Magoo, too. Did you? Is that what you said? I thought you said that. I said Magoo. <laughs> yeah, I, Magoo. I think that was subliminal in my head, and then I thought I had an original idea, but it was really just you. <laughs> I just thought... God damn it! I, I gotta wonder when he had made the decision to do the Savage World stuff, because at a certain point, things started seemed like they were speeding up. Like, he wanted to, like, cram all this stuff in really rapidly. The the, the turnaround between Anne getting killed and Dart getting the Mighty Man powers is, like, super quick. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Savage World happened. So it's almost like he did these things knowing that he was going to bring these characters back in some capacity very soon. I'm sure he did. I know, like, a lot behind the Savage World where he said was he wanted comics that his kids could read at the time. They were, like, younger. Yeah. And I think he was kind of just wanted to – he got the itch to do the commandy kind of Kirby kick thing. and Right. Also – And it was issue – what's that? Or also, too, like the, the simplification where he said, like, you know, Dragon was barely getting screen time in his own book because of the large supporting cast. Yeah, and I think that – I liked, I think I liked that the most, honestly, of that period. <laughs> the large supporting cast? The large supporting cast. I'm with you. I enjoy that. I think that is something that's really lacking right now mm-hmm. is that Malcolm does not have a supporting cast as strong as Dragon did. Right. He's, he's got Angel and Maxine, and everybody else, it really feels like they just come and go without any real rhyme or reason. Uh, I disagree late, low, lately. I feel like with the new direction with uh, Malcolm that he is gutting that cast, and it's getting more like the old way because you had Tierra, you know, of course is not – around anymore frank jr uh right frank yeah i guess he's kind of a regular now Wee thunderhead yeah but yeah well, even they aren't thunderhead used, they aren't used enough thunderhead's been go- missing for like Angel. six issues oh, he was just in the wedding right right but before that it's, it's been like six inches since it's issues since he was like relevant yeah i guess but you can't have i mean it I think the period you're thinking about is more like the the team period when you had like everybody on there. But I think he cycles through them back and forth a good amount. I don't know. I I, I mean I could be wrong, but I think he's kind of getting back to that where he's getting that full 
kind of cast. It's just kind of yeah sharing the spotlight. I don't know. He said something back at the start of Malcolm taking over. Is that he was he had plans to like build up like a teenage superhero type community around Mal around Chicago, and it just it hasn't quite materialized yet. And it's just been kind of you know one of those things I've been disappointed in that it's not really come about yet. Yeah, yeah. I, kinda, I think I hope that I hope this the the cop arc kind of begins to do that. Yeah, right. I think with with the the wedding issue too, you got to see like uh, the Johnson twins are kind of getting older, and you're starting to see these guys are starting to get right but old not, enough to be heroes. They're not doing anything yet. Right, I right. Mean, it's right. nice to see them because I do like them, and I gotta say the ugly Johnson twin has actually got quite handsome from his <laughs> first appearance. <laughs> it used to be like one of the uglies. Really rated. Yeah, he was he he was like uh, pucker face, whatever his name is, levels of ugly right um so anyway on top of that i also finally got my hands on uh giant size kung fu bible stories oh yeah and just 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 to be brief about it jack champion was an excellent excellent story that i really wish was an ongoing series uh you know yeah. the weirdest thing is you remember i think he said he had more ideas for that well it's, it's very this very clear is an origin story of sorts and it just it, it feels like it needs more yeah. yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, dude. I would love to see more of that big weird house full of all these portals. Like, that could go anywhere. For about eight years, we thought it was a Scooby-Doo. Uh... It almost kind of <laughs> is, honestly. He had that 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 spread in that book. He, like, posted, like, eight years before it actually came out. Honest to God, it was seriously, like, eight years <laughs> of speculation of what the damn story was. I also was... sort of got the impression that these kids actually end up being the villains in the end. That it's all a misunderstanding. You know, Matt, who knows? I mean, yeah, who knows? Just, I don't think we'll ever know. I mean, when is Ant coming out? You know, we got to <laughs> wait for that stupid Marco Gully issue to come out. I mean, I don't mean to insult it. It could be great. But I'm just saying. <laughs> is, that what, is that what it is? Uh, yeah, that finally came out. That uh, I mean, it's not really like news or anything. It's just sort of like just some thing. I don't know if he's waiting for it. But it is a thing that's going to happen, and I'm sure he probably would like that to hit before he does his issue or whatever he plans Wait, on doing. What am I missing here? Um, what's Marco? This supposed to be a concluding issue of Ant from the. From oh, the is he? I thought that was kind of dropped. I thought he was going to do it, and then he was like, "Oh, forget it." Like they had a falling out. I mean, kind of right. it was, and then it kind of like bubbled back up, like just. And I was surprised. I was like, "What?" And then. Like there was, so it's like I saw the other day where it was like, oh yeah, you know that's still happening. So, hey, whatever, it's all good. Yeah, and yeah. and and just to and real quick, uh, where I want uh, was it Jack Champion? Yeah, mm -hmm. to come back. I also want Frankenstein of Mars to come back. <laughs> oh yeah, because that was a, that was another really good pilots episode of something that really should be an ongoing and, and Andy Kuhn is like one of my favorite creators and the fact that fire breather isn't like the biggest things in sliced bread it's always pissed me off yeah they even had a cartoon network movie it so. fucking did you're not wrong <laughs> what the fuck happened people slept on it dude invincible Jesus. blew up and fire breather didn't for some reason yep yep well you I gotta keep, all, you gotta keep honestly, pumping them out too. Honestly, you know, that's what want. it comes down to: is when you start slipping, that's when you lose your momentum. And exactly, Robert Kirkman had the advantage of having workhorses like, well, even Cor no, no, <laughs> Kirkman uh, and all. If you look at all his ongoing or not his on, but if you look at Walking Dead and Invincible, as soon as his artists started to slow down, they were replaced. Replaced him, boom, and yep. then you get the workhorses like Otley. I mean, they he replaced Otley with Wyatt, and he replaced. Um, no, he or, replaced or with, Walker. 
Walker Walk- with yeah Otley. with Otley, and then he re- then he uh, replaced uh, more Adler with uh, Adler, who's, more. Yeah. who's fucking his output's like insane. Did I think everyone just disconnect? No. <laughs> I think I started talking over myself. I said Adler replaced more, and it went dead silent. Because <laughs> you were right. I think I was just trying to think about it. Uh, next time I'll go, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, But yeah, you're right. It, it all comes – and that's sort of what – you know, Saga's success is that Fiona Staples pumps them out, and they take plan breaks to make room for it. And if it comes out on time, it becomes a phenomenon. And if it doesn't, you're fucked. Mm. Right. Rip, rip Mudman, rip Jack Staff for all this for the same reasons. Mudman was great yeah. too. Right, right. Anyway, we've spent thirty minutes on this crap. I just wanted to say that this was a good book, and I'm glad I bought it. I think it's worth re. Uh, you know, it's a celebration. You completed your run. That's awesome. It is funny that that's your view of it now. I will just yeah. uh, add to that that for me, even though Dragon's always he is a bungler. I always think that like he does still more good than bad. <laughs> Yeah, that's how, and I'm still not sure if Dark Lord is a good guy or not to this day. Well, he kills people, so he's bad. Yeah, but, but yeah, I, I put it this way: I guess I don't know if his methods are for the good of mankind or not. Yeah, I guess that is sort of a question mark. I've always assumed that deep down he's trying to do good, but he's just really bad at it. Guys, because he he's just a dick. I really he's another character I want to see back on a regular basis because his story isn't finished, especially since young teen Dark Lord is still out there. Of right. course, with all these dragon babies being stolen because let, lest we were since it's fresh in my mind, lest we forget that Dark Lord had a thing about collecting babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was like the collecting Krampus. lots of yeah yeah right space Krampus <laughs> space Krampus. <laughs> We're fresh off Christmas. I figured I could make that reference. It's like when you have the shits in space. You got the space Krampus. <laughs> All right, so uh, going straight into Eric Larson news. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got some dicey bits for you guys. Uh, Savage Dragon number 211. Uh, it is a reworking of the material previously found in the Free Comic Book Day issue. Many of the pages had to be rewritten due to changes in the story that occurred since Free Comic Book Day. A.K.A. Tierra getting a belly exploded by Malcolm's love child. Wasn't she? Was she? She wasn't even in that book. That should be irrelevant. I figured like she got name dropped and now she's dead. Did she? <laughs> I don't know. It's been a while. Gotta think. Shit's happened. Um, I thought it primarily had to deal with how ready to pop. Um, damn it. Maxine? Maxine is. <laughs> he read all those issues and now he's like, he's like. <laughs> Complete, like, Savage Dragon Overload. <laughs> so, wait, were you just... I like how Raven, you're just kind of bullshit and saying, like, what the what the pages were rewritten for changes. Like, you don't know that that's what they were rewritten for, right? You're just kind of oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm what's... totally just making it up. <laughs> I think it mostly has to do with the timing of when he becomes a cop. But I do believe that he did say that uh, things have happened that change the context. Yeah, you're probably right, though. I didn't, I didn't, do kind of... I didn't flip through it. But um, I did see where he said that events have occurred that now, like, I think Frank Jr., like, you know, Jim, your beloved information dumps. Yes. I think some of the information dumps aren't relevant anymore. Like, there'd be, that may be, true. There'd be no reason for, like, Frank to be in the precinct talking about things that no longer matter. Um, six pages have been completely redone. Like, they're brand new for the story. So 
as in replaced, or is it a 26 issue book, or is it? I'm guessing replaced. So if, you think so? If Fountainhead becomes lasers instead of water, I'm gonna. <laughs> well, I've had a part. You guys won't know the difference. I'm gonna, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna feel so vindicated, but you just totally brought it down to earth. We'll have an entire page of info dumped explaining to us that it's water, not lasers. Or wouldn't it be funny if the dialogue was a lot more ham-fisted? Like Fountain of His Head was like, I'll get you, Malcolm, with my face water powers. Yes. Look very clear so, like, we couldn't mess it up. Right now the readers and the listeners have no idea what the hell we're talking about. His, it's okay. His new name could be Water Fountain Head. <laughs> I'm just gonna spell it out for you. Yeah, just to make it easy, you know, for morons. Uh, moving right along, though, that's all. That's so- what, what, what do you what do you guys think about that? Like what? Or just taking the free comic book day issue and kind of just reworking it? And well, he's already done it once, so it's not exactly. I like it. I'm still kind of bummed out. It's like oh, he released. I, I mean, he released a, a sale copy of the first the Savage Dragon Free Comic Book Day with the introduction of Daredevil way way yeah, back. Yeah, I was kind of bummed. I mean, about that's, that too. You're bummed about that too. <laughs> I don't know. It's like I got it for free. And I got to pay for it. Well, we'll just have to fill the time with talking about something else. I didn't get That's my true. print copy, so for me, it's awesome. The issue of Spawn better be awesome that month. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> I think I think it's cool. You get uh, letters, you get the backup comics, and you're also getting six new pages plus some tweaked dialogue. So I mean, it's pretty new. It sounds like it's a lot more new than the last free comic book day issue. Which would right. have been the same amount because it came out pretty much concurrently. Bingo. Yeah. Right. So this one has like a, what is it now? It's almost May, isn't it? It's been a year. Yeah, actually. So yeah, I, I'm down with it. I mean, am I thrilled? No, but like you said, Craig, I mean, shit, we got spawn. Should re-release it for free comic book day again. <laughs> <laughs> People be so confused. <laughs> All right, what's our next topic? Uh, we got Savage Dragon Archives uh, Volume 6 announced uh, for sometime in 2016. I'm presuming this one reprints 125 to 250. It's got Daredevil yeah. and Dragon. 125 to 250. I may have missed a few numbers there. Uh, <laughs> 125 to, one, 220, uh, to 125. <laughs> 150. God damn it. <laughs> Basically, 25 issues is what I'm trying to say. This is good podcasting. This is why we get the big bucks, people. That's why we get the no bucks. <laughs> it's going to collect a lot of pages. Yes. <laughs> it, it, Everyone's eardrums are blown what out now. during that period? That was, uh, that was Glum Takes Over the World wanted crossover period? No, a Daredevil and Dragon are on the cover. Oh. Yeah. So that's when Daredevil was introduced. That would have, yeah, that would have been around when. Uh, oh, that's the Solar Man arc period. Yeah. Which I think. Oh, involves. Oh, Image United. That's right. All yeah. the image characters are in that one. That was a good. That was a good yeah. period. You had all those. Uh, that was that was a weird period for me. That was, I think I almost dropped the book at some time in there. Really? Yeah, it came very close. I'm not sure what it what it was. I think it was some of the well, Solar Man stuff. You can reread it and find out we're why you were disgusted. Out. <laughs> oh, I think we should truck along. Oh, uh, <laughs> so we got interesting. Oh, Craig, you should lead us into this. Sure, steal my thunder. 
Uh, so for uh, we're gonna do the interesting conversation segment uh, where you, the listener, is uh, asked to write in with whatever questions you'd like to, us hosts to discuss. Uh, plus, you can also send us uh, some fan mail, and uh, you contact us at savagefincast at gmail Each episode, we'll pick one listener, one listener's letter to be uh, read. Uh, I guess we'll read more than one if we want, but one to pick uh, as the winner, and you'd receive uh, one of the kind FinCast T-shirt for 2016, designed by uh, our pal Raven here. I've been known to do um, some shirts. <laughs> Your last shirt design was freaking incredible. Well, thank you, sir. And uh, we only gave seven of those out last year, and that's all that will ever be given out because that design has been retired. So uh, we'll be doing the same again this year. Uh, I don't think you've designed it yet, Raven, right? It's not designed yet. Um, I'll share the design on dragonfan.net. And, uh, Have you already settled on a design? Because I- I've got an idea. I'm open to whatever. Oh, I won't blurt it out though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's, I don't want I don't want it, someone to like the idea and then be disappointed when you pass on it. <laughs> <laughs> He's already figuring you're gonna pass on it. Alright, so uh so we're gonna do that again this year. So uh again it'll be a limited t shirt that you'll win if uh we pick your uh your letter. Uh so for this episode, Matt Hickman wrote in uh, with a interesting conversation topic, and I'm paraphrasing here, but his question was basically, how do you make a Savage dra- Dragon cartoon that does not suck? What do you guys think? I've got two answers. <laughs> Go ahead. One, you do it Adult Swim, st- adult swim style in 11-minute chunks. Ooh. Weird. And it, you play it, you know, for the weirdness factor and the comedy factor. And you, you, you try to – you keep the storylines a little bit close to the comics and the style close to the comics. But you don't – you don't really do the – you don't go full out trying to, mm-hmm. to, to, to like to cram the comics in there. But you just, you know, take the general idea of it. You got this super – he doesn't even need to be a super cop anymore. But it's, you got the superhero who basically busts heads violently in a city that's out of control. Yeah, I still like the super cop idea. I think that that's a classic. That does ground it a bit. Yeah, helps I, helps helps the the, the 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 viewership, you know, understand it. I can I think, see that. I think you either got to do, and I know this is kind of played out by now, but my favorite kind of superhero cartoons are like the Bruce Tim kind of art. I like that. Ooh. Um, but I no also does it, that, that's dead now. Too. I know. That's I know because it costs too goddamn much. Mm. I know. Breaks my heart. Do you guys? You guys did see like the original Savage Dragon cartoon, right? I got a funny story about that. But I, do you do you remember the intro? Uh, the intro was amazing. Yes. If you, you can even go on YouTube and look at the intro, and it's like anime style, like really well done. And it's like, damn, you watch that intro and you're like, I want more of this. And then like the actual like episode comes on and it's just poop. <laughs> Yeah, my, my memories of the show are so vague because I only watched it when I was a kid and I hated it, so I didn't watch it very much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think I watched Wildcats more than I ever watched Savage Dragon. Blasphemy. I know, right? Ugh. Blasphemy. Only Ugh. because it was marginally more good. One yeah, and only not... Wildcats. But okay. Ugh. So the other day I decided, hey, Ugh. I'm going to get on YouTube and I'm going to watch some Savage Dragon cartoons and see how bad it actually is. Mm-hmm. You, uh, whoever owns it's been pulling down all the videos. Oh. oh, yeah. I only got to watch like part of episode two, I think. 
but has Bart like barbaric driving a truck <laughs> and 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 Alex and Dragon in that weird Jeep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and without the top in. so that he you can see his like fin because it wouldn't yeah. fit in a car. It, um you know what's hilarious is that I could ID a lot of the voice actors. They're they're like you know, like real regulars in voice acting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like um um Dragon, of course, is Jim Cummings, who's the voice of pretty much everybody. Mm-hmm. He's a, and he's Eric a, supposedly hates the voice. He hates it because he sounds like, apparently he sounds too much like Lucky Paquel from uh, from Bonkers. Yeah, dude, that he because the same voice. Yeah, I mean Jim Cummings has voiced tons and tons and tons of characters. He did uh, Pete the Dog from Goof Troop. He was uh, Eeyore. He's Winnie the Pooh. He's pretty much every Disney character that's not Squeaky, any deep voice <laughs> Disney character. Yeah, but uh, he's a, he's a great he's a great act he's a great voice actor he's just he's in so much he was in Fallout Four for God's sakes, and his voice like you said when he was in Bonkers, it yeah. could not it, it, he didn't do any different voice it was the same voice it is the same voice and I'll agree with that but um Bar- I thought the funniest part was Barbaric's voice because I don't know that his his actor's name but he's another comedy actor who's he's like in everything. Uh, he's like he's Yakko and Wacko from Animaniacs. Are you serious? I'm fairly certain that's the same guy. <laughs> that's not right. I did not watch the show, but actually, Craig, at your behest, I did watch that YouTube, uh, like a YouTube clip of the intro. Mwah. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, the action, everything. Mm-hmm. So cool. But the reason I was watching it was, um, do you know? Have you either of you ever heard of Dragon Ball Z abridged? I've heard of it. I've not watched it. Yeah, basically yeah. they take Dragon Ball Z episodes and they they cut them down into like their essence and then add like comedy to it. Mm-hmm. So like self aware comedy. I, I wanted to kind of look into maybe doing that for the Savage Dragon cartoon, revoicing all the characters and like <laughs> making it really really stupid. <laughs> but it's already stupid. I know, right? <laughs> maybe we could do the opposite. We can recut it so it's good. Make it more serious. I think they need to do a Savage Dragon crossover with the Cops cartoon. Remember the Cops cartoon? And the bad guy spoke oh, like a C-O-P-S. Chicago gangster. C-O-P-S? Yeah. Oh, you know, the Cops. Bart Sears did the character designs for that show. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah so Because they certainly look like it. <laughs> I could see that. Um, yeah. Well, my other idea was, you know, um, Legend of Korra, Avatar The Last Airbender. You need a freaking budget. You need, like, for a 30-minute cartoon, you'd have to, like, go stupid big. Well, what about something like a, a an adult kind of version, like what was done with Spawn? You think that would... That's a... The trouble with, like, Spawn or, like, um... Oh, what was that other MTV the show? The Max. The Max. And there was another one, like, uh, a- Aether? No. Aeon Flux. Aeon Flux, Flux, yeah. That's That stuff is... The 90s were was a time of excess. There was money for experimental shit like that. And it's just there's no place to put it anymore. And no one's going to fork out money for something yeah, like that. Yeah, everybody wants to do like uh like South Park, like flash animation well, and shit. Not that far, but <laughs> you could totally do a Savage Dragon show that looks like fucking Steven Universe and it'd be absolutely fucking epic cuz Steven Universe kicks ass. That blows my. Why? I like I like what James get uh, what Jim gets intense and just drops f bombs. I love cartoons. <laughs> I, I am fucking. <laughs> I am the fucking cartoon. <laughs> Whoa! I was gonna say like it's funny too. Motherfucking whimsy up in here. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it Steven Universe like a kids show? Steven Universe is many things. <laughs> <laughs> it's a many faceted adventure <laughs> through space and time. Wow. 
you, watch Steven Universe. You're selling me on this harder than I would ever dream. Yeah. Wow. Do yeah, you like anime? It, I do. Do you like action? No. I, I hate action. Stay far away from Steven Universe. Uh, all, uh, Hence hatred for Star Wars. If there's adventure, I'm done. I'm out. Peace. <laughs> no adventure. No action. Hence. I'm just I'm, all I'm saying is it'd be a major stretch to like kind of devo- devolve the art style to something like that, but it could be done. To chubby little fat kids. <laughs> Isn't that what Steven Universe is? It's like, one. Steven is Steven is many things. Being a chubby fat kid is one of them. <laughs> so you'd have to like turn Malcolm into like a Steven with a little fin on his head. <laughs> You could do that. I want to say honestly. Honestly, you could do like a, a Malcolm as a little kid having adventures with his grown-up superhero dad. I want to say go the other way and do it anime. Get Madhouse. Have it be like One Punch Man level quality. Jesus, that would blow minds. Yeah, and budgets. <laughs> They've got the cast for it. I know. I'm right? saying Savage Dragon is nothing it's if not pork. One set piece after. Craig, if you watch one anime on Hulu, <laughs> you watch One Punch Man. That's on Hulu? It's on Hulu. I know you guys spent like a serious amount of time on that topic at one point. One Punch Man is probably the best sup- new superhero comic in like... I thought it was a comic. I didn't know it was a cartoon, too. Oh, it's both. Since, it, 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 since we talked, actually, the show just hit, and it's been yeah. super well-received like all over. Man. So. Because anime is uh, manga and anime is so much better in Japan, it it accurately depicts what happens in the comics. Like we actually want comic uh, TV shows about comics to be, but they never give us. That's the thing is one punch man's cartoon is like, they will sometimes just like shot for shot. That's why I'm yep. like savage dragon. You want to make a cartoon like going like I'm taking this the other direction. I'm saying shot for shot it, baby. Give us those crazy, super bloody fights against like cutthroat and kill razor. Like, it, it kind of worked for Witchblade. Do it. That's what I want to see. I, yeah, I just want to see. Uh, do it like you did the minis. It's perfect. You don't have to explain why he's a cop. He just showed up. He's a cop. Now he's kicking some ass. They've never seen a fucking mutant cop like this before. And he's finally, like, evening the, you know, balancing the tide or whatever. That's it. You want to say. Balance that tide, damn it. That's such a bad. That doesn't even make you sense. Turn the tide. You turn the tide. You balance. Yeah, the there scale. you go. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Turn oh, the I'm so tide. Stupid. We were with you. So, we were with I'm you. So stupid. It's awesome that that's what I would say. Like for me, it's like I could watch a Bruce Tim Savage Dragon, but I would always be like, oh man, I just wish this was intense. It's a little bit too tame. I just wish it was savage. Yeah. I just want to see ass kicking. And I want to see high quality visuals. I want every frame of that blood to move. Yeah. No, they could do it. They could totally do it. It's funny is when you say there's no budgets and stuff, you know, Japan's not a financial juggernaut. Yet look at One Punch Man. J- J- Japan doesn't pay their animators very well. Hey. It's, so it's an not issue. Let's not pay our animators. Let's not pay. Jim, you just came up with the solution. I just solved economics. <laughs> World economic soul. <laughs> Isn't that what they did with the dragon cartoon? Wasn't it all done in like North? Oh, uh, I'm sure it was animated like South in Korea. Korea. Yeah, yeah, I mean everything, everything, everything is animated in South Korea. But they're the ones who kind of get shit on because they don't get paid very well. Right. All right. So shall we move on to the? 
as we like to call it, the meat Craig, of the did you episode? say how you would make the cartoon not suck? I'm not sure you did. I didn't? Oh, that's right. He said Bruce, Bruce Tim. Tim. He, he's, My bad. he's Bruce Tim. Now side. we'll get some meat and potatoes. <laughs> I just want to make sure. I just want. I also said if it was done like the, the intro right. of the original cartoon, okay. it would be awesome. Sorry. My bad. I was still thinking about getting all getting all crazy with me. I was thinking about Steven Universe. I still it was blowing my mind. I still can't think like now we got to watch it. It's like super. It's it's almost like they were uh, paying for advertising on on this podcast. (laughs) Brought to you by Steven Universe. Not like a yeah. You have if you only see one cartoon. If you want to see a cartoon about a little fat kid and his dad and space adventures with girls. That's pretty much Steven Universe, yeah. www.stevenuniverse.com <laughs> Meat and potatoes time, my man. How about we do a little honeymoon in Hawaii with Malcolm and Maxine? I really like the cover. I really like the gag of the cover. I think word balloons are a under underutilized cover accoutrement. I like I I do think it's funny. It looks like Eric like hand wrote those letters. Like I don't think that Chris uh, used his letters on there. Oh, it's look at I it. didn't notice that. You're right. He's right though. They are good because I love when Eric Larson letters. You know, this is such a nerdy thing, but I, I'm sorry. I just gotta say it. Props to the colorist for like a thing I can never do is like put characters that are basically a color in front of basically that color that they are. So if you look... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The blue one in front of the blue. Yeah, the blue guy in front of the blue, the white guy in front of the sky, like the fucking green guys coming out of the jungle. and even the, Oh, shit. That, that's some color usage. Yeah, it's, it's kind of... It's high, high level. It works is what's funny. And so, like, you know, props. I, I don't know. There's a lot of shit going on in this cover. And uh, yeah. it's good. It's I like the little like rock textures and shit. I don't know. It's good. I don't know why Maxine's stomach is hidden. It's isn't that funny? It was probably because when he solicited it, he had yeah, it was way ahead of time. Time oh, okay. My bad. My bad. I was like, as we all know, covers rarely depict contents. But this time, it totally depicted the contents. <laughs> Close enough. That's exactly it. Did you guys think that this was just going to be them fighting a bunch of like? gods that had kind of ended up on the island no i thought that's it'd be what i thought else. i thought it would be something else i didn't think it was god related. that that one the the god in the top left corner the green god on the cover he he looks like a guy that's appeared before but yeah i thought they were gonna be tiki I, gods i did yeah i mean so i mean i think it was issue 45 of the regular series as a guy that looks just like that so i was like and if you read uh, actually if you read the comicbook.com uh interview that was done with Eric. I think Eric at the time even didn't really know what he was going to do with the cover. Well, if, like he, he drew the cover but didn't know what he, how he was going to tie it in, if they were going to be gods or if you know they're going to. Well, that's out. that's what he does is he draws covers and then sort of writes to the cover. <laughs> I mean, he's done that before. He'll do it again. Right. I gotta say though, I I, I dug uh, I dug like this opening with Angel just beating up guys with weird heads. Yeah, I like that too. Isn't that fun? I, like, think I like Angel a Eric lot. Eric is on a huge kick of like having like these Siamese twin type villains. I honestly, like... I honestly wonder if that's Tantrum. No, because we know from no. a future, we know from a future solicitation, Tantrum's coming Look back. Look how different this guy is compared to that dude. But, but, but the but 
the first tantrum doesn't look anything like the the new one on the cover, and doesn't this? Are you one... sure? I thought he did. I think he does. Does yeah. he? Yeah. I, yeah. He? yeah. I think he does. I. He well, the th- first tantrum had the baby on his chest. Yeah. yeah like, like this like, new one does not. But no, How you, you know? can't see. And then this one's well. This one's got a baby in his head. No, you can't see. The thing is, is you can't see his chest on that cover. So I'm just saying. But are you sure the big lummox part of it looks identical? I think so. Because what's that I thought issue? he looked. I thought he looked completely different. But I'm I'm bad memory. Yeah. This seems no, it's like a job for the wiki. <laughs> I hear some clicking going <laughs> yeah, on. I was gonna say, let's take a look at tantrum. All right, tantrum, come to me. No, uh, but, but I mean, it's just like, yeah, I hear you with the, uh, and, you know, uh, Craig was gone, but apparently even in hell, guys just got guys sticking out of him. Yeah, even on the spawn issues, like he's he's going nuts with the whole. It's like the Manhattan Project all over Chicago. It's like basket case. <laughs> basket case. You know what's funny? Basket case. I mean, it's such a tangent. I'm sorry, listeners. But the the monster from Basket Case is also like basically the uh, the like leader of the mutants from uh, Total Recall. Quattro, Quattro. yeah, Quattro. Quadro is, is Basket. Don't they just look exactly the same? Who's <laughs> Basket of. Case? Really cheesy horror movie where the kid cuts his Siamese twin off and like the grandma like well no the kid doesn't cut it. the kid's parents okay I've the never doctors. seen it. They remove the Siamese twin. The Siamese twin's just like this head with arms and like pointy nice. teeth completely grotesque looking and the grandmother goes and picks it out of the trash and takes care of it oh. and then the kid bonds with it and carries him around in a little basket and then the kid gets older and starts making out with chicks and the <laughs> little basket case brother kind of gets all jealous of course it just like gurgles and shit it can't talk I don't think <laughs> it's like He's like, yeah, he's like making out with a chick, and the thing kind of like touches the chick's arm and shit. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. Oh, it's so it horrible. It sounds good. like a low budget horror movie. Well, and then they kind of they made sequel after sequel, <laughs> and then eventually it just turns into like, uh, it was like it turns. Are into you like making an this orphanage. up as you go along? It turns into like an orphanage for like hideous like mutants. Do you remember that Raven I at all? Like don't. basket case, basket case four was just like. Oh my god. An orphanage of all different types of weird mutants. Craig, I think you're making this up as you go along. I did not. I might. I might. My imagination might be running away from me because this is like 13 year old me thinking about all the basket case movies I watched and just loved. Bros, I'll just confirm this, bringing it back to Dragon Time. This tantrum actually on the cover of 214 looks pretty damn different from the tantrum that debuted in uh, 193. See, that's what I thought. I thought because I thought it was a, a host based thing and that the tantrum entity mutates whatever he gets in. That baby, though, got like blasted. So like that that's true. Maybe the baby isn't ta- the tantrum entity. The baby might just be another victim. So it's, it's funny, though, to think think of the, like you're in Chicago and you're just a guy and a fucking baby appears out of your head. <laughs> Pretty much have no hey, choice but to rob a bank. I want everyone right now, including the listeners, stop what you're doing, do a Google search of Basket Case 3 under images. You will thank me. Holy fuck, you're not lying. There you are three Basket me. Case movies. <laughs> what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> what the fuck, man? How come I've like, heard of this? There's like wife of Basket Case and she's got like all these 
mutant babies surrounding her. <laughs> I gotta watch this, bro. Oh my god, that's gold. I only watched like one and two. I didn't even like. Oh, dude, you've given me. I've such a, I've such an evening. I don't. I don't watch horror movies, but I watch people talk about horror movies. Or <laughs> heard about this. Oh, this is amazing. Uh, this is amazing, dude. Oh, I'm all over it. Yeah, like Eric would love he I wonder if Eric is a basket case fan. Like <laughs> Eric Larson? Does he even watch horror movies? Oh, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, don't these things look just like Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They're pretty gross. All these Chicago freaks. And what's funny though is to think like these little deformed freaks killing people, like they're really tiny. It's not like mm-hmm. it's they shouldn't be able to do anything, and yet, <laughs> oh my god, dude. Anyway, yeah. Sorry, guys with weird heads. <laughs> there's there's a guy with like a tarantula head. Oh, it's, we're back to Savage Eye. Sorry. Oh no. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just oh, it cracks me up. I I kind of like the purple dude she's punching. He looks kind of cool. He's got good face paint shapes colors uh, and again eric's kind of gotten away from the whole costume thing and i think because these guys are just throwaways but now freaks like like uh fashion has kind of changed in chicago like freak fashion like tank tops are still in yeah <laughs> but but crazy costumes with giant pads and everything are definitely out. i do love the four panel uh page with angel like in action i love like a couple of those panels like the punch kind of uh, the way the punches look. Homegirls wearing underwear these days too. You, you, <laughs> do, you don't even have powers, just funky looking heads. It's almost like it's commentary. The one guy's tooth flying out of his head. It's awesome. Oh, you know what I, I was gonna mention that I don't like, which I find a little bit weird. What Eric does is I like speed lines, but when it's just kind of speed lines behind a character with nothing else. I find it a little jarring when he does like speed lines, but also has a background. That like, that building is moving really quiet, like really the, fast. Well, the two-page spread, like that, that's not that bad. Oh, that that the does actually look spread? really weird. It's like it's like there's like a, a a meteor shower going on. Not so much speed lines. Right. It kind of the the speed line effect seems it, it doesn't impact it as much to me when it's like just in the sky. Yeah, I that, can that yeah, is, I can do look, it. Looking at it closely, it does seem like more of a weird like cloud pattern than speed lines. I thought it looked cool, but I could see how you wouldn't like it. I mean, it's not a huge thing. I just kind of like, I was like, yeah, it's, it's, speed lines don't really have the same effect when they're used that way, I don't think. but Maybe he was experimenting. I'm not sure if it worked. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, no big. <laughs> I'm sound like the guy's bitching about it. Because I, I did it's still see, an awesome spread. I got to be like, stupid speed lines. Just shut up, Craig. <laughs> on the on the second panel of the uh, the four panel grid page, mm-hmm. yeah, with the, with the that I thought the, that looks okay. Yeah, that looks fine to me. But it's basically the same thing with the speed lines with the background. Yeah. But I think it's because there's, there's less background. Yeah, I guess I, I I can totally see that. It goes off the page as opposed to going between buildings. I yeah. guess. Like, it definitely panels one and three there have a better visual than to have a little right. Because they're tighter, too. Yeah. Being a panel, not a splash. Moving right along, you know, I have to say, 
I feel terrible for Tierra. Uh, I feel worse for Frank Jr. Because what a shitty realization. Hey, you know what? They don't even close their eyes. Not like in the movies, they're supposed to like close their they eyes. They clean so her just... up. Look at her. She's still well, got blood on her. She's. I, I don't think they do that because they were still uh, doing an open investigation. Gotcha. Because that, that blood and fibers and shit. Oh. Yeah, but I mean, you know, the thing in her belly. Killed They'll her. clean you up when they're, when they're ready to put you in the ground, not so much when you're in the morgue. So, uh, you think. I think. Uh, Episode I know issue two eleven. Someone's gonna write in. So what's the morgue doctor's name for the wiki? <laughs> Look at his. Isn't he kind of an awesome? Like, what's the name of the purple guy with the paint on and the tarantula head guy? Sorry. Tarantula head. Spider head. What were you saying, Raven? Before I rudely cut you off. <laughs> no, no. I was just saying I do kind of like the way he looks. It's a little like freaky looking dude with his little head there. Yeah, Frank. Yeah, you know, just saying. Like the guy, like you know, poor guy. You know, he knows his best friend boned his you know, chick. Yeah, it's his baby mama. Yeah, it's got baby mama drama like crazy. But you got on a serious note, though, man. This this is like the mother of your child. I, like you, you wonder if there's gonna what what's gonna happen with this. Angel told Frank about her pregnancy. Yeah. Mm. Yes, no. I think so. Did I she think... tell him it was Malcolm's? I think she said it could be Daredevil's. She okay. said she didn't I, know. Because I'm wondering how if Frank knows how dragon babies work. I would imagine that with dragon being in prison and all, that that's probably come up. Like, wouldn't you think that's kind of common knowledge now? That that chosen one babies are dangerous to their mothers. Yeah, I mean, maybe he knows it through Maxine because she's clear. She's obviously pregnant. With Malcolm's kid, and maybe that information came out like during you know wedding. She's time. got that weird thing on her stomach. Yeah, that may be common knowledge as a result. I'm gonna guess yes. Gotcha. At the very least, that's an explanation I can accept. I'm gonna say gotcha. if you would talk about your uh, friend's abortion right before you're about to get married, you'd probably talk about that. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> hey, remember when you got that abortion? Sick. Oh, Jesus. Now I'm going to go get married. Laters. Peace. <laughs> Peace and chicken grease. Laters. So, <laughs> so Eric draws jungles really well. He should do it more I know. Often. Isn't this jungle really good? It was kind of – it was just – I don't know. I mean the book takes place in – I've seen destroyed-ass cities and I've seen cities. You don't see the book in too many jungly type places. The only time I can remember kind of like this was when uh, Dart's head got taken off. Yeah, Dart's Island. And I, the colors are the balm here. I love all the little details and shit. They're gaudy Hawaiian shirts and shorts, though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're not, not for that. You're more of the black, dark kind of look. I just can't imagine it. You know what's funny? It's just that I, I know it's done for comedy's sake and they're tourists or whatever, it just seems like something like young people would never wear. <laughs> would be like mortified to be caught dead I, I, in those outfits. <laughs> I, I, I wear outfits like that. You're not a young person. Get oh. over it. <laughs> Do you get your shirt? I'm not that old. Do you get your shirts at the Wanamaker? No, I get them at stores. <laughs> I get my shirts at Woolworth. 
Don't talk to me about Woolworths. I mean Woolworths. We got history. Oh, yeah? Actually, yes. <laughs> you're killing me. Well, now we need to know. Yeah, you're killing me. Well, I, I got it. Well, I used to, my grandmother used to work at one, and I used to buy comics there all the time. Uh, then they yeah. closed. Then they all went out of business because the five and dime is a, is a dinosaur, and Walmart killed them. Man, this is... They had the best candy counter. This has been the most Basket Case 3 podcast ever. Oh, bringing it back to Basket Case 2. <laughs> Extra points on that one. Callbacks. <laughs> we got them. Five and Dimes, Woolworths, Basket Case. This one's got it all. <laughs> How do you know about Woolworth? I personally don't know shit about Woolworth. I mean, it's still around. No, they're completely out of business. Well, not the stores, but the name brand. Is it? Yeah. I thought they were completely gone. Nope. They still sell old men's hats. Look it up. <laughs> I know this. I was going to say, how do you know that? Are you an old man? Uh, holy sh... I'm keeping that straight to the vest there. Uh, <laughs> I can't divulge that information. Mm, I'm making so many judgments right now. Left to my yes. own devices. So here they're I'm actually 67 years old. You guys have never met me. You don't know. <laughs> Just he's one of those old guys with a young voice. Uh, thanks for thanks for saying so. Like Don Pardo or something like that. I have no idea who that is. Google it. <laughs> <laughs> is it like French? Does it P E R D O T? No, I'm gonna leave that to I'm gonna leave it to your own devices. You two. Oh, we're all playing games here. <laughs> I will say that, uh, you know, I, when they're going over the names, I pray to God that this baby is named Ebenezer Adolf Dragon. Jesus. That doesn't sound like a very good name for any reason. And they should change the title of the book. Like, you know where it says Savage? It should say Ebenezer Adolf Dragon. <laughs> that would get the readers like crazy. If, if Eric wouldn't change the title to Malcolm Dragon for me, or Savage Dragons, then he's not going to do that. <laughs> Man, I really wanted to name the change to Savage Dragons and co-star Angel as a full bike character. That would have been the best. <laughs> Sorry, I just found out who Don Pardo is. <laughs> Don't you think he is so much younger voice than his... Uh... Than his face, he's geriatric. <laughs> he's like, he's like, he should. He's dead. Is he dead? Yes. Well, then I'm righter than ever. <laughs> he sounds so much younger than dead. <laughs> Anything sounds younger than dead, right? Sorry, we're getting off uh, topic here. It's okay. I never thought I'd talk about Don Pardo. On the I didn't even know who he was. I didn't know I'd learn about who he was until. Fincast. You didn't think that his And that's why I'm thankful for the Fincast. <laughs> you didn't think his youthful pipes, his deceptively youthful pipes would fit into this honeymoon issue. Yes. <laughs> this is a weird one, guys. This is a weird one. <sighs> Alright, so where were we? Rock monsters. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, you sound so happy about this. I am the thrillist. I love them. I love the way they look. I wish there'd been more bashing. They they get a lot of bashing in. They do. There's there's some pretty good bashing going on. Some chomps and some thomps and some yeah. Uh, the sound effect for the for uh, the force fields for uh, Maxine the bwomp. I love the force field. Isn't that field. good? That's good. I, 
I, I, I wish Rex wasn't dead so that he could make it more fancy. <laughs> so that, you know, she could, like, do stuff with it, like Sue Storm Invisible Force Field projection shit. I'm, ah. you, you can't imagine he's going to be the only genius in the book. And their baby is going to be weak well, as shit, too. I mean, the babies are the babies super. Oh, wait, no. Malcolm was a little bad. Malcolm was pretty tough yeah. for a skinny armed run. My bad. I forgot. I'm thinking of Viltrumite babies. Yeah, they're pretty puny. Actually, we don't know what pure blooded Viltrumite babies are like. We only know what half human ones and half bug people ones are. Hmm. I'm gonna. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, listeners. Yeah, dude, this one has been so fucking crazy. And all. basket case, <laughs> so many tangents. Invincible. We got him. We got him. <laughs> no, uh, I, you know, it's funny. Is like one of these weird experiment pages where like she's running and it's the exact same page as Wanda in Hell. Oh, it is. Yeah. So yeah. All right. So for the listener, it's the same page as spawn 259 right they use use the same exact layouts and everything the first page of spawn the 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 opening page of uh is it the yes yes exactly so opening this is page like 10 something like that i mean the reader can if you have the issue you can flip through it it's the one with her running away from the, the tiki statues is exact same layout as the first page is spawned. And, and the panels are framed similar. They're got the same positioning of the character. Yep. Yeah. Everything is the same. It's He took the pencil page and just... Put Maxine over it. Yeah. It's a weird thing, but I like it. I did, just if anybody else was curious, nerdily enough, flip through, and I couldn't find any other, like, panel-for-panel panel recreations. So they... No, I don't think there is. Saving you time. Right. Don't do what Raven does, kids. <laughs> it'll make you sterile so i mean this this episode is all kind of i mean this episode this issue is all kind of set up for this kind of it's almost like a one trick kind of thing where we see uh virago who's <laughs> long time who is this wild cat readers yeah remember her from savage dragon number two miniseries number two or regular series regular when she I crossed over with the ninja turtles cannot remember who this character ninja is. turtles she's yeah, she was like uh, bringing gargoyles to life. She has the worst hair. <laughs> it makes her proportions look all fucked up. I love her hair, but it is horrible. <laughs> Remember what we were talking about? Shoulder pads not being in style. Well, this was made. Uh, sh- her her costume it was what 1993. I love that it has not changed. I love. I love that she's on like a basically a deserted island and she still feels the need to dress like this like let me just feel comfortable by putting a million individual straps on my arm (laughs) you know and the thing is though is it's like you just gotta look good for yourself sometimes you know what i mean (laughs) sometimes you just want to be beautiful for you You and you know eric doesn't like drawing her because she only appears in like two other panels and like just as an arm and a leg and a face. Yeah, I'm not drawing that shit over again. He said it was a pain <laughs> in the ass. He's like, that costume was a pain in the ass to draw. I was like, that's hilarious. The, you know, he could have redesigned her, but I guess people wouldn't have known. I gotta admit, when I flipped the page and saw her, 
I was like, what? Wildcats crossover? <laughs> One and only. I swear she looks like a Wildcats character. No, it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles, my man. Yeah. It, it, dude, I, I mean, i got to be honest. It's not like she did that much, but it was kind no. of cool to see her. <laughs> I, I was like, okay. Because I just want to So, So she gets her powers from, like, sucking the energy off of people. So she decided to move from New York where there's just an infinite amount of people to like some island somewhere where one person comes around every, I don't know, five years or so or whatever it made it seem like. I don't get it. I want to say, though, that like she calls it her domain. So the island is kind of like where she lives. That's how I get read it. Now, I'm not going to, you know, jump back in time and read my, like, Ninja Turtles, Savage Dragon, Virago issue or whatever. So I don't even know what the hell she was doing in New York to begin with. But yeah. I'm assuming... She looks like, like Zealot from Wildcats to me. She is a Wildcat. I could see the Wildcats influence. Or, not influence, but like, you know, yeah, it's Wildcats-ish. You gotta wonder, when I saw her and that, like, crazy-ass, like, 90s look of hers, I was just thinking to myself, I was like, is this because the 90s are kind of cool right now? Are the 90s cool? I'm not sure if that's the true. The 90s are super cool. Oh. <laughs> I lived them. I got questions about that statement. I lived them, too. I'm not reanimated. I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not a cadaver. I lived them, too. The 90s were... Mm. The 90s were like the 80s, but worse. All we had were pogs. <laughs> if, and skip it. Jim, if that's and all you had the 90s. Bop em, bop em boppers. You don't even know how to 90s, bro. Talk boy. Home alone. We had grunge rock. Yeah. I, grunge isn't as good as its name suggests. And Super Nintendo. I hate Nirvana. What? I'm sorry. Uh, you made baby Jesus cry. Yeah. Smash pumpkins ain't so great either. <laughs> What? Are you serious? Sorry. You are a heretic, sir. Well, at least I still got helmet. I, I did like the ska music, though. I appreciate that. Allison Chains. So just to be just to be clear, you like like no doubt and stuff. No, more mighty mighty boss tones. Squirrel nut zippers. Ooh. <laughs> Less than Jake. <laughs> Wait, you hate Nirvana, but you like Less than Jake? That's crazy. Yes. You're crazy. Yeah. You're a crazy person. My mind is blown. This is a fincast where we've been ripped asunder. Divided. This is a fincast that we've talked about everything else but the issue. Do you feel there is a reason why we talked about everything else but the issue? Uh, I don't know. I... I like this issue it's good i like it more than last issue what i saw some talk on the forums of did you what did you think of this issue overall so it's a one and done obviously before malcolm joins the force let's just go ahead and just end this bad boy and say what right. I, I was not a fan not a fan okay no. i like what it. what would you've done differently or what would you have liked to have seen? Not done differently. That's shitty. What would you have rather happened than this issue? Uh, I don't think I needed any kind of honeymoon issue with them fighting tiki monsters. It just, 
I would rather more character development with the existing cast and more Chicago. I I don't know. I didn't need to see Virago. It, I mean, it it just did nothing for me. The villains did nothing. They don't add anything to the overall story. It's, it is a one and done. I, I mean, I guess, you know, it gives Eric some time to recharge his batteries and maybe just get this out of his system. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. But Jim, why did it work for you? I thought just having Malcolm and Maxine have an adventure was like the perfect kind of honeymoon story. Lies, without, lies, all lies. Without without having without having the expanded cast bogging things down, yeah. or having a villain that has like some sort of you know tie to a bigger arc. It just it it, it just felt like an adventure. Uh, Raven, I will bring it right down the middle. I actually did like to just see the focus on purely Malcolm and Maxine. I was super, like, not, like, jazzed, but I was like, huh, all right. Dug the Virago twist, because otherwise it would have just been Tiki Monsters. So it was kind of a cool, weird thing. However. It'll make Gavin Higginbotham happy. I was left. <laughs> Although she's not dead. Yeah, well, that was the thing. It's like her not dying. Like, for me, if you're going to bring her back, like, if Malcolm and, like, you know, like lightning powered her fucking head off or something. Like, you know, you're bringing this weirdo back from like issue two to issue 210. So 208 issues later, you've got this character reappearing. I cannot imagine that like, there's anything else to say about her. Let's just fucking kill her. So I would have just, that's all I would have liked to have seen is like, if we're going to have Virago in there, like, I don't know, like, more closure or something? Because then you are left with an issue that felt not, like, completely, like, sur- like didn't need to happen. But I'm just saying more could have happened. I knew by the cover I wasn't going to enjoy this issue very much. What? I, I just knew. Yeah. Too goofy fun. Well, you know, we can't say, were, we can't say the whole right. issue was bad. No, I don't think the whole thing – and I don't think it was unenjoyable, but I just – not one of my favorites. Back up. I fe- I was glad she wasn't confirmed dead at the end. I like thought that. that. See, here's the thing. I think too often Eric brings characters back just to quote unquote tie up loose ends, and I hate that. It absolute. Well, I, I was unfortunately I wasn't here for the issue. I could not rage about how uh, alternate angel got thrown the fuck away. Oh, oh hit a sore spot mad. there. <laughs> And I don't like these sorts of things when the characters only brought back to kill them uh-huh. off so that you don't have a dangling, like, whatever. I think that's too cheap and too predictable. I think we seriously missed out on podcast gold by not having oh, I would love Jim, Jim on, that, on that podcast episode. Can I just say that for 2016, we, dear listeners, are going to do mini-casts where we do much smaller, much more compact uh, fin casts that are like a side. They're not going to affect the primary numbering. And uh, Jim, dude, I would love for you to slice off 20 minutes of your time to just rage about that. That'd be hilarious and awesome. I'll think Please about do. it. Please <laughs> do. Let's have that be our let's have that be our maiden voyage. Let's hear that fan passion, man. <laughs> all That's right. That's what it's all about. All right. 
we we get just on a side note, we get to see John Day in the final panel, and I enjoyed that. <laughs> I he's the one running shirtless. Yes, I'll tell you what blew my balls off to Kingdom Come. This Frank Fosco backup. Yes, this is what I want more. Of. Yes, I got all right. I, you guys are gonna hate me. The one thing though, I would have liked it better without the Deadly Duo. In a now, I, before you no. scream at me, I, I just think it's too cramped for them. Yes, I think I would have just liked to see like the kind of whatever you want to call these guys, the Monster Squad, co-signed. Or, you know, are, just them fleshed out more without kind of the silliness of Deadly Duo. Believe it or not. I think these guys can be fun on their own without... I think we that. all agree on that. I think so, too. I, I do agree that there's not enough room in, what is it, six pages to cram five name characters in. Right. It's just it's just not a good economy of space because of how much establishing you have to do. I will say that Fosco pulls it off like a champ. He does. Given yes. given what he was, you know, given the task at hand, this is a monumental. I mean, hell, I can't do it. Like that's just like way too much to cram into like such a small amount of space. But yeah, I'll totally agree with you guys. If the deadly duo weren't here at all, and if this was just like them kicking some monster ass, I'd have been down with it. I will say I do like the use of fever. And yeah, but that was what I was going to – go ahead. I'll let you finish your thought before I – No, I was just going to say it's good to see her in action using her powers. But I feel like we just saw that being done. Like it was the same trick again. Like, oh, you know, bite was the bad the guy time? and the bad guy sees a you know a hallucination and then, you know, it wraps it up. Was that in the last one too? The last backup with them? One of them, the one with the Frankenstein monster. Yeah. And, and the one thing I got to say is – all right, so they look like scary monsters, but how is that different than any of these freaks they're kind of fighting? So I don't, I don't get that in a way, unless it, on top of it, the the poison makes you all paranoid or something. But it's got to be a scarecrow get fear gas thing. Yeah, because yeah, if you think yeah. about it, Batman sees terrifying monsters all the time, and like yet for some yeah. reason, fear gas is like more potent than whatever. So I, I got, I just you. imagine it's like you're having a nervous breakdown on top of your hallucination. Right, right. I got to say the art, like the coloring and just the heavy inks, like make this night scene really cool. Yeah. This is good shit, man. This is good shit. I kind of like having Powerhouse and um, Kid Avenger tussle a bit, even if it's not for much. Just yeah. because I kind of I like those high power level type characters just clashing a bit. Um, the one thing I wish we'd really gotten was a a decent Mighty Man versus Powerhouse fight at some mm. point, but we never really get that. Right. Yeah, and I, like, so, so the art, says Frank Fosco, the cover, to me, like, the back cover, I'm guessing, yeah, looks like it was colored by somebody different. And the, it looks bright, like, if you, look at the difference, like, the mood sets and the way that the, th- the inks are and the coloring on the inside versus, so, like, the cover. Lighter color palette. Yeah, I love the inside. Like, that first page on the inside is freaking awesome. So cool. Agreed. I love I love the way they all look. The I like the back cover, too, but I think it just, like, it's just bright, like a lighter, like, the mood isn't as good as, like, the coloring on the inside. Yeah, the, that, uh, that identity crisis, that big panel of them where, like, you can see the deadly duo in the sky, it's awesome. Yeah. It's solid. Yeah. Yes. And I like that back cover, too. 
Which is what's funny. I do. I do like it too, but I just I, I think the coloring is I agree. I think Powerhouse looks a little bit too much like a haystack and not enough like a chicken. <laughs> oh geez. You know he always looks like a haystack to me though. Yeah. yeah so for me yeah. I'm okay. I love the way Flash Mercury looks on that first page. Oh yeah. How do you make a guy oh, yeah. with like a weird dragon helmet and a needle nose look cool as beyond? Doesn't me, he look badass? Does. Yeah. He, he is badass. Weirdest freaking costume ever. <laughs> and yet, here it is looking badass. It's weird. Same thing with, with Powerhouse. Weirdest freaking head ever. It looks cool on the cover. <laughs> I mean, on the on the first page. Yeah, this was good. This was stellar work. Exemplary. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's why I can't get mad at the whole issue. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, with this backup in the equation, I still felt just as entertained so yeah it's good i'm down with it I mean, who would have ever thought that these three characters would be like a team whoever thought flash mercury would be like a character that was taken serious in, in this book you know not just a one-off joke i dude i mean like you said this equation like these three guys like i am so thrilled that this is <laughs> that there's more of this <laughs> like you have no idea this is the kind of thing I always wanted is like a little like tiny like villain group buddy adventure road adventure type thing. I always thought it'd be like Neutron Bob and Mako and Loblo. Yeah. But these three I'll take too. <laughs> that would have been good yeah. too. Yeah, I dug this, man. I dug this. Let's get more of this and uh let's uh the deadly duo don't have to be there. It's okay. You know, uh, let's let's have some monsters just the monsters getting their asses kicked. Cause it's yeah, funny because they take Wolfman out like nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they would have been nothing if they hadn't gotten distracted by these two chuckleheads. Right. Yeah, it's good. Um, So, real just funnies really quick. I think I've finally figured out what the deal is with these um, Big Bang character, uh, comic strips. They're trying to be as golden age as possible, yeah? Uh, right, yeah. yeah. Like, like, as... It just, I don't know, it just doesn't work for me. It's just, it tr- it's like it goes too far. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a huge fan because you're only getting small little chunks months apart. It just, I, I can't get into it. I agree. Um, it's, it's just too hard to like really, I mean, it's just so spaced out. Like I get no momentum. There's no traction. I, I kind of don't like Ultiman's costume. <laughs> it need, it needs underpants badly. You don't think it's modern to just have that bulge out there? <laughs> just have the bulge out there. Just have the bulge. Let the bulge rock. Looks better in a ripped shirt. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I, uh, I like Truth Serum okay. Not as strongest, but it was still okay. Yeah, sometimes I wonder if I don't know. I'm just a dry person, or I'm not not dry person, but I just sometimes I don't get the humor in those things. I'm like, am I supposed to find this funny? I don't know. I just don't. Is it depressing? Then yes, it's hilarious. <laughs> I, I think I it, it was uh, sometimes it was uh, like really like that one where he's like calling her Manchester's newest orphan. Yeah, that's got a nice ring to it. That was funny. Yeah, but yeah. there are other funnies. Uh, that I like better than that. But, you know, I mean, it was of these two, it's the one, it's the winner. You win. Sure. You win. So all in all, I rate this issue, uh, 78 stars. Oh, we'll let you judge. 
<laughs> but it was good. I, I would say I'm ready for the next issue. Like the honeymoon is over. Let's let's get this place. The next issue that is mostly reprint. I'm still excited. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> down for it. So uh, you guys want to do some spawn meat potato? Let's run into spawn real quick. This is Craig's sure. first. This is Craig's inaugural spawn. So I think it's worth slicing off a tiny bit of time. Craig, what's your spawn relationship? Uh, I collected one through twelve when they came out originally. I stopped collecting. Yeah, I think I stopped collecting after tw- after like the Frank Miller issue that he that one issue he Good wrote. Lord, that's about when I quit with Sir. Wait, Frank Miller? No, I'm thinking of Dave Sim. My bad. Uh, that was like the issue right after Dave Sim, I think, or a couple issues after. Okay. I uh, and I don't know why. I think I just got out of comics. I got I was 16, and I think I wanted to save up for a car, and I just kind of stopped collecting. You chose wisely. Uh. I guess. <laughs> and then uh, I didn't really – I think I picked up maybe an anniversary issue of Spawn. And then I uh, picked up some of the new direction of Spawn. The white guy took over, whatever is Jim Downing or whatever. Right. Yeah, the Wallace – we'll see Pertatio issues. Right. It was like right around the run where, Sav- where Eric did one, one issue. Right, that was issue two hundred, mm-hmm. right? Now he, Eric did one ninety nine or one ninety eight, one or the other. Yeah, yeah. So I and then I kind of lost interest in that. Spawn isn't my thing, to be honest. I think it's okay. I, I don't know. I I hate to say things like because I feel like it's the same thing could be said about Savage Dragon, but there's a lot of issues in it, and I feel like what I have picked up on, I just I don't know. It doesn't interest me enough to try out other issues, and I feel like that's probably the argument we have with some people with Savage Dragon. But, uh... I don't know. My impression is that, see, in Savage Dragon, there's a lot that's actually happened that's mattered. Yeah. Where going over this Spawn stuff, it feels like there's all this stuff, but nothing has mattered. Yeah, it feels like there's many reboots within the issue, within the comics, like, different teams and, like, the whole... the What turns me off is when the art just totally changes and it becomes, like... Less superhero, and then it's like just crime noir, like mm-hmm. yeah. real realistic and gritty, and then it's something else, and then it's like the guy that just drew it right before Eric took over was more of like a Ryan Otley type artist in my mind. Yeah, that is actually almost I almost picked it up because the art looked so appealing, but then I went back a little bit further and it got unappealing. I said mm. <laughs> they did a lot for a while. He was doing a lot of that kind of photorealistic type art, which I totally hate, cannot deal with. Yeah. So I don't know. I just never been like ah. Oh, it just changes every twenty issues, and it just not made me want to like really invest much time in it. So I am buying it because Eric is writing slash drawing or helping write it and draw it. He co-plot. I will. I think it's been said that he's like writing that shit as of this issue. Because people were like, yeah. "What was up with the like issue not having any writing?" And he was like, oh, you know, that's the way Todd wanted it. So that's, that, that's such an asshole thing to say. Just because there's no dialogue doesn't mean there's no writing. Well, I'll tell you what. And you guys might have gone over this, but I hated 258 because it was the perfect story. It's perfect issue for people to be like, oh, you know, now you got Eric and Todd together. It's, it's image guys. You can't write. You know, it's all about the art. And it was like. 
don't do that for your first issue together. You know what I mean? Like it's an interesting I just felt take like it was the it. wrong I, I just felt like it was the wrong way to kind of put this out. Like why fuel that kind of fire? Like I don't know. Like I just did I not thought like it that. Did an- excellent job priming me for what Spawn's deal was, or at least as far as what are his abilities. It it, it displayed all of his abilities, and I thought that was a decent way to introduce me to the character going into the actual plot arc. I I felt like there could be some dialogue, even if it was a little bit of... I don't know. I just felt like it just fed that kind of... I don't know, that image hatred. I think that people with that mentality, though... They're not. They're not going to be convinced. Buy it in the first place? Yeah, they're not going to be convinced. They had their yeah, but you know, it. you're starting this off. You want to start off with a bang. Why give like the the reviewers that the people reviewing comics that kind of like I don't know. In I, some ways, the issue is kind of like the opposite of the of the uh, the first return to Supreme issue, mm-hmm. where it was like all like really dense dialogue. <laughs> it was Alan yeah, Moore's and, fault because Alan Moore scripted it, right? And it, but it didn't feel like the next issue that Eric scripted. Right. Well, it's good to know. I, I just wanted to sort of figure, like, try and find out, like, where you were coming from. I'm, I'm surprised to hear that you didn't like the um, 258. So this is going to be, like, a super interesting, like, review of 258. I, I, I like the art. Let, let, me, let me put it this way. I, I, I like the art. I just thought it kind of came out. It shouldn't have... That that issue shouldn't have come been the first issue to introduce us to this team. I think so they should prove th- their writing chops and that for get people to be like, oh, you know, I, you know, not the here's just art, no substance, kind of. See, and and I, I guess I once again I got to say that not having dialogue isn't the same thing as not having writing. I, yeah, but it just seemed like one huge fight scene. I, I didn't really fight- get what you got out of it. I didn't really understand what his powers were anymore. I remember when I first started collecting it, his powers drained and they had that little timer and right. now he looks like Spawn and he looks like Venom with a cape. And Well, speaking of Venom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that when we get to that. <laughs> but yeah, but see, I didn't need to know that because I, I've never read any Spawn, so uh-huh. that wasn't presented to me as necessary information. So if there's no timer shown, there must not be a timer. Right. So if it's, you know... So they, what's his power? He whips they, they, his chains around? He's got chains and he's got lasers and he's got his big stupid boot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but did I need 22 pages for that? I mean, that could have been told to me in two pages. But, but there's a difference between, like, having a, a caption box saying... These are his powers. Well, I didn't need that, but I didn't them in action. I guess what I'm saying is I didn't need 22 pages to show me that. Like, is this 22 pages or whatever it is? I think they're yeah, 20. I, uh, actually, I actually wonder if it's 20 or 22. I think they're 20. So anyway, I I'm not saying it was a horrible issue. I just didn't feel like a great first issue for no, me. It didn't that, make me be like, oh, I want more. This is good. This is good. See, that was weird because I don't care about Spawn. At the end of that issue, I did want more. That's cool. What's funny for me is that I kind of always thought Spawn was cool, but didn't actually like it for the same reasons you said, Craig. Like I, I really, from my end, I like consistency. So when like stuff shuffles up all the time, I'm not down with that. And uh, that's what's so funny is that like the beginning of this run with these two together, 
I think Larson even said he would even be willing to go through on through to 300 as long as things were cool. And I was yeah. like, you know what? That got me stoked because that's like the thing I always missed or like wanted Spawn to have was consistency. So like for me, I'm like, oh man, you know, now this thing that I always kind of thought could be cool is finally getting that thing I always wanted from it. So I don't know. I would I would even be happy if Eric just did like like he did it on Supreme and just did layouts and somebody else did the actual penciling and inking. But that's what's happening, Eric, right? I mean, he's doing the layouts basically in real. I think he's, he's doing full inks, and then uh, then um, Todd's coming in to like add a flourish. Well, he's to... just doing real open European style kind of inking on these. If you look at his like finished pages, like yeah. he doesn't. He leaves a lot. Oh yeah. Like if you couldn't just. I mean, it would look like that European style if he just kind of printed those. McFarlane is bringing a you know shit ton to these pages for sure. Colorist is doing a lot FCA. too. Yeah, 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 I agree. Yeah. All those green splatters on top of the line art. <laughs> but uh, although too, but when you say about consistency of the book, I mean the book was consistent for a long time in the early period when it was basically Greg Capullo was he was on that book for a shit ton of issues. I, right? I always almost right. read it when he was doing it too, because I love his work. Yeah, I just like I said I was out of comics at that time. When I got back in, he, I think he was still on it, but it was switching around. I, I or maybe it was Angel Medina was on it. I think. Anyway, I think we spent a lot of time on this. No, no, back. It's good to know. About... It's good to know, and I actually like the fact that like we're not all like, oh yeah, man, Spawn's cool, or oh yeah, Spawn sucks. Yeah, Spawn's cool. It's good that it's good that we're different. I like that, dude. It's. I think it's going to take me a lot to get back into Spawn, but I I will enjoy the art, and I did enjoy the art in two fifty eight. I that spread, and I, you know, I don't want to talk about it too much because you guys already covered it. But the one with the chains whipping around and stuff, I, yeah. just gold. Yeah. That was incredible. Yeah. And the the spread in this issue with the giant Satan punch is gold. Ooh, yeah. So anyway. Speaking of Satan, what do you guys think of his design? I, I was surprised, considering how everything else in hell looks. Yeah, he looks like a vicious circle goon. <laughs> he does? Yeah, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> I mean, I thought, you know, his design is very, very 90s. It looks like what? the bad guy from Wildcats, doesn't it? <laughs> or, or uh, didn't the bad guy, the Hellspawn guy from Wildcats have a head like that with blue flames? Now, see, here's what's so funny is the dude that's holding Wanda is not Satan, is it? Um, I think the first guy we see is Satan, and then I got confused in the middle when Spawn fought Satan, and he didn't look anything the same. Oh, so that big monster he keeps, is not Satan. He keeps, like, he keeps shifting, I think, like shape-shifting. Yeah, that, that's my guess, too, is that he's either got two forms, or he sent this big guy after him, and it was like a trick. Oh, oh my down. god, guys, I just had a fountainhead laser water moment. I oh. did not realize that this Wildcats-looking Satan was the same as Giant Satan. Oh. oh. Well, I don't... I Wait a minute. You're right, though. No, they are two different. No, they are. no dude, Go they're ahead. the same guy. You're right, because I'm at the end now, and I do see the dialogue switching between did them. He... Dude, go, go to the page where, um, on the bottom of the page, it has Bring Her. Yeah. Look at that top panel. There's a panel where you just see Spawn talking to the Satan guy, and he's got, like, a bone armor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, flip that page, 
and compare it's like he shifts back into this other image of this guy who's actually got like that weird armor but it's like set up the same exact way do you know what i mean so the one page has got the bone armor you flip it you look down and the face is like that red face but then right. you flip it and it's back to that other character again yeah with the firehead yeah it's the same guy it's it's Wait it's a just minute! Like his image keeps changing. I don't know that he is, dude, because like the one Satan guy has green font on all of his word balloons, and the other one and the other guy white, has white fonts on all of his balloons. And it, if you turn to the page, what is it, twenty, where you see um him, you see Spawn take his mask off. Oh, it was Craig who had the Fountainhead moment. Oh god damn it! These... But come on, like, why aren't they ever showing on the same page? It's so weird. It is. Is he shifting? Are they? They are on people? the same page. When you look at the picture of where Spawn's getting Wanda to convince, when he takes his mask off and he's getting Wanda to convince him that she is Wanda and not a trick, they're on the same yeah. page. Like the fucking Wildcats dude is on the top with his like word balloon being white font, right. and then Satan, the actual Satan, is on the bottom row. With his green words. Are you sure? Swear. I swear. It's not just him, like, transforming or something? No. But but Wanda's being held by the fire-headed guy the page before. No ways, dude. No. He's totally... Fire... So Wanda is being held by fire-headed dude, but he's just, like... I swear, dude, he's just, like... He's on the side? He's just... Yeah, he's just, like, beside Satan or something. He's just, like, a minion. A flunky. Yeah, but... All right, so... Tell me this. He fight, so when he fights that giant that giant Satan dude, right? He's got the green and black letters. That's what's confusing right? you is giant Satan is in fact changing right, wait, shape. So, yeah, because then he goes to that other thing where he's like got all this bone armor all of a sudden. It now. is also Satan. He shrinks and gets bone armor on his forearms. And then I see where you're confused. Because there he is, like, like there's the minion holding Wanda or whatever. Oh, shit. I mean, he could be changing, but why would his word balloons be changing, too? Why is his word balloons changing? Because in one form, he's got a firehead. In the other form, he's got, like, two big horns. Yeah, I don't know. I think oh, it's so very, very strange. Well, maybe that's a problem. I didn't think it was when I initially read it, but I thought it was, like, two different dudes. That's what's weird about it. And I read it as just him kind of shape-shifting, but... Between forms. Well, okay. Hey, I can see where that would be a problem after talking to you. For me, I still think as long as you go by, like, font color and word balloon, that, like, the guy is consistently Satan, although he is shifting forms. Yeah. So each form is a different word balloon color, but it's still the same guy? Um, no, I'm saying basically the font, the word balloons are how you know it's two different guys. That's how, right. that's how okay. I read it. Although Satan is shape-shifting, so that's why it's confusing. Because he does shape-shift from a big giant, like, you know, demon to, like, a smaller dude with bone armor. But yeah. we never get to see Satan, like, a full panel established shot of him with that bone armor. <laughs> Yeah, you, you are right, though, because at the end, so that page where he's wearing the bone armor in the last panel, he's talking to Spawn, Satan's talking to Spawn, then he says, bring her, and then the next page, it's got his little lackey with the flame head that brought her, so he wouldn't be telling himself. So flame head isn't nope. Satan, the big guy is yep. Satan. 
that's sucks because Flame Guy is a lot cooler looking. Than Isn't Satan. he? That was what I was saying. Is look how much more awesome this flunky is than the King of Hell. Yeah, and he is very Wildcats, by the way. Which I don't know. I thought he looked cool. Right. I gotta say this issue. I do like that. Spawn basically looks like old school Spawn, where he's not opening his mouth. I don't think. With his stupid tongue. I hate that. It looks too <laughs> much like Venom. I don't know if either you know anything about Spawn, but is it? It's not always been a symbiote. I'm surprised that to see the S bomb dropped. I, I don't. Because I now don't he's remember. Just that. Venom. Yeah, I don't remember symbiote. They they called it. Didn't they call his costume the Hell Spawn? Like I don't remember. I thought I he remember. was the but but the I I always thought the costume was some kind of living type creature. It, it was, yeah, it definitely was. That's why the cape could like uh, when the cape is attacking people in hell, that was automatic. Like that's the costume actually like helping you fight. So right. the costume's always been a living thing. I don't remember them calling it a symbiote. It's just so weird because you know spawn the whole you know thing was McFarlane left Marvel to what make spawn i mean make venom comics <laughs> and now he's got the tongue and they're calling it a symbiote he's more venom than ever but if you notice in this issue he doesn't have the tongue at all so well, and that tongue didn't come out apparently until the artist before made that oh. change gave him like the mouth and the tongue and i think eric kind of made that transition but what appears to me is that eric might not be using that you might well that's that. fair and uh, and when Spawn takes his mask off and you see him, um, you know his face, he's got those like tendrils like Venom has. So although that is kind of consistent with the past, like I think I think okay. the costume like gooping off of him and shit, it's always right. been that way. Okay, I mean that's you know that's fine. That's because fair, I feel like but... I forget who it was, like Redeemer or Clown or somebody hit him with some fucking like heaven power or some shit, yeah. and his costume was all like dripping off of him like a liquid. As long as he's not weak to sound. If you if you looked at the artist too before Eric, he could kind of pull off that mouth thing on Spawn because it didn't look so venomish. And then last right. episode, last issue, Eric's mouth it just looked too venom. Yeah, well, so... Eric's probably a little bit too close to Spider-Man villain. Right, right. So let me ask you another question. Does his chain just morph into a sword when he wants it to? Is that how it works? Bond's thing, the thing to know about him is that he can kind of use his, like, costume to make shit. And I think that's always been the way it was. Because think about it. Didn't... Because he extends the length of the, the chains at will. Yeah, yeah, the chains and all that. And the cape also shrinks and grows. So, I mean, like, I'm pretty sure that he can just, like, summon that sword as needed. Just like he can gotcha. make his... Just poops it out. <laughs> well, remember the movie? I mean, that's kind of how it looked in the movie, you know? I never saw that movie. Are you shitting me? You never I saw the like Spawn, Spawn movie? I don't like Spawn. It doesn't matter. I don't know I watched the Spawn. It was one of I don't know, because it was, know... like, the only comic book movie at the exactly. time. Exactly. The only Spawn movie reference I know is Wanda! <laughs> he never saw the finest it... John Leguizamo acting. <laughs> Wait, Spawn was John Leguizamo? Clown? No, the clown. Oh. Speaking of which, I kind of thought that was he was mentioned that he that the clown was part of like this arc. I'm surprised he wasn't in this issue. I think Clown and some other dude helped Spawn show up through a hell portal. 
and right. then it doesn't really matter because they're not going to go into hell anyway. Like oh, Al okay. Simmons is on this suicide mission. Like, there's no reason why Al Simmons should be able to kick Satan's ass. So, isn't there? I mean, he's got this super suit. I gathered from this issue that like his outfit is special. And what's funny is you, Eric put up the cover for the uh, a black and white cover for. Oh, let's just stretch this up here real quick. Spawn 268. Or no, 263, and Spawn's in his classic costume without the big angel boot. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. So it's entirely possible that Al Simmons fucking loses his suit at the end of this arc. And it says in the issue, the devil wants the suit. So that might be why there's no power counter. I mean, you remember me and Jim, or shit, Craig, me and Jim last... What cover is that? Um, issue, the cover to... 263. Yeah. Me and Jim were uh, talking about Spawn, and just like you were talking about the counter, like, you know, Spawn's suit didn't used to have unlimited power like this, so I'm not reading, but I mean, I gather that this suit is way the fuck more powerful than his old suit ever was. I mean, like, Uh, even the devil is afraid of this new Spawn costume he's in, so... Where'd you see that cover? I can't find Dragon it. Dragon. Just look up, look up Spawn Two. Oh, is it on Dragon? Yeah, go to DragonFan.net and just scroll down till you see uh, Dragon or Malcolm punching Tantrum, and then it's in that same post. That's that's okay. That cover's funny. You like it? That's like that. That the the, the framing of that cover is just like classic Larson. It's like powerless. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it? I do like how he's got his old car. I hate that big giant boot thing. <laughs> but, but I'm glad he what, got rid of it. What's different about the costume? It doesn't look any different. He's got two normal feet instead of that giant well, spiky. Yes, boot. he doesn't have the boot. He's got just like uh, spiky armbands instead of like a giant knife gauntlet claw type thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's very much the vintage spawn. It's the old school. Yeah, thing. it's yeah, which is really cool. So you never, I like that. Like I said, you never know. I mean, at the end of this arc, he could end up losing his super suit and end up like with a counter in his comic again. That will be interesting to keep an eye on. Maybe he's just an ordinary man. He now he's just doesn't have any powers. Nah, this suit though, I doubt talking about making swords and all that shit is like, you know, like I said, I haven't been reading spawn, but like, obviously this costume that he's in currently lets him do like all kinds of fucking banana stuff that he couldn't do previously. Can I just say I'm super stoked to see this uh, issue 263 cover inked by McFarlane. It's just going to bring back all like early spawn memories. <laughs> Wait, I thought he inked all the covers. He does, but right. The, the thing online that's posted or 263 that's on dragon fan is just by eric it, it doesn't have yeah it doesn't yeah, have very... uh, unless that's the way it's gonna be and there's not gonna oh be you're, any... you're saying that you want to see it with mcfarland's ink yeah I, maybe he's not gonna ink over it because it already is inked but usually he touches things up he'll add all the missing elements like the boot and the armband <laughs> oh no all the things we're just add all the little scratchy lines and the venom so. mouth just a big sword in each hand. Like, now he's got two swords. <laughs> he doesn't have the pointy fingernails either. No, nah, like I said, very classic. It's a super classic spawn. 
Yeah. So anyway. I thought this was a pretty good issue. I was down with it as well. It's okay. I'm still not completely sold. I think it was a good little superhero jaunt. Didn't have too much stupidity to it, which is always good. Looks good. It's got that perfect middle ground between Larson and McFarlane because I don't really like McFarlane, pure McFarlane. Yeah. But I I do kind of like the the extra detail he adds. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Do we... uh... Do we know what the general consensus is of these couple issues from the outside world? I'm out of the loops. Find out. I'll find out. You yeah, I'm, I'm not really <laughs> sure like what people uh, feel, like if Spawn fans are excited or not excited. I mean, as far as like anything you see on Eric's like, you know, page or whatever, people generally are pretty stoked. And the last issue, even though you hated it, Craig, it seemed to go over exactly like as intended. Like everybody was more or less just fucking pumped to see all that ass kicking. Sure. And, and again, I didn't hate it. I just didn't think it was a good starting off issue. It was funny because like I love FCO. I think he's one of the best colorists in the biz. Somebody commented on Dragon Fan that they didn't like the coloring and I was like, oh, the coloring was awesome. Yeah, he is aw- he used to kill it on Invincible consistently. Oh yeah, too. yeah. Oh yeah, I was so sad when he left Invincible. I was like, oh. So it's yeah. it's kick ass to see like his colors and like McFarlane's embellishments and Eh, it's good, man. It's good. I was down. Yeah. That 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 um bastion of, uh, of um, <sighs> journalistic integrity. IGN gave two fifty one a three out of five star and two fifty two out of five stars. <laughs> you mean two fifty eight and two fifty nine? Two fifty one two. Oh, oh, sorry. These are the wrong issues. I'm sorry. <laughs> I actually gave them a one out of five. Oh. <laughs> All right. Actually, you know what? Wait a minute. Yeah, the no. Nobody's got reviews for this. No one cares. Good job, everybody. Way to go. <laughs> this, there's a user. There's a. There's a user review on Comic Vine that only says "tis but a barren wasteland." <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> What's this guy reading? It's not. Oh, you know what? That's not somebody. That's just there's no review, so that's the default message. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, who is this? Twas nothing like Moby Dick. All right. There, there's a YouTube video. I don't have time to watch. I think the most important thing is that right, I'm I'm looking on Goodreads. Sorry, not to cut you off. No, no. Spawn two fifty eight in the comments section. Gentleman by the name of Dave Pearl. I don't know, man. I was expecting more. Maybe I'm always expecting too much when Todd McFarlane's name is labeled on a product. I found the I found the most enjoyable part of this comic book the ads. I found the ads enjoyable. How sad is that? <laughs> this particular issue was almost all fight scenes and no dialogue. It was as if Image Comics was milking this for at it is worth for all it is worth. I guess he's trying to say. Yes, because Image Comics di- dictates the contents. The contents. Wow. Craig, are you writing under a pseudonym? <laughs> Again, I didn't think it was that bad. <laughs> Did you like the ads better? <laughs> Although someone gave it one five stars on comic reviews by Walt. <laughs> Good job, Walt. <laughs> 
Hey, you know what? There's no Savage Dragon ads in the back. What a jeep. Yeah, I do think there should be more crossing. Eric, Eric's doing him a favor, and he's getting nothing for his work. <laughs> uh, oh, wait a minute. It doesn't get five stars. That's just you able to vote on it. <laughs> you. What do you, audience, what do you think of Spawn? Too, uh, too, fuck. <laughs> fuck. What numbers are these? 259 and 258. <laughs> write us, write, write, comment, and subscribe. Well, I will say that I read on the forum that we got somebody into it with our enthusiasm and that they liked it. Well, that's glad I wasn't in on that episode because (laughs) I would have ruined it. Well, so I'm just saying, here's the thing. I know this sounds funny to say about a comic that's on issue 258, but if you really want, you can treat this like a clean slate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, That is a good point. I mean, it definitely feels like a great starting off point. Honestly, you know, as I read this, I mean, I know that we're joking. As you read it or just look at the picture. No, yeah, like it's like really doesn't matter. Like what has happened in the past doesn't matter. It's it's a fresh character. It might as well not have any baggage at all. I don't know what the hell was going on before I started reading, and I really don't care. He's in hell to get Wanda back. Boom. That's all you need to know. Good. So shall we wrap this up? Let's wrap it up. With a little glimpse into the future. As I try to find my solicitation. Oh. <laughs> Here we go. Savage Dragon 211. Malcolm Dragon fulfills his destiny and joins the Chicago Police Force. Eric Larson brings it. I love that that's what the copy actually says. Like he wrote it himself. He wrote it, right? That's, uh... I love it. I love it. That's the kind of enthusiasm you need. Yes. And Spawn number 260, the legendary Todd McFarlane and Eric Larson join forces for a historic and show-stopping collaboration of titanic proportions in an epic display of creative talent on Spawn, the Satan Saga Wars Part 2, with guest covers by Todd McFarlane. Michael Adams, Kyle Strom, and of course, Eric Lawson. <laughs> I thought it bring a little uh, class to this affair. Do you, did you read that solicitation and immediately think of that voice? <laughs> I, I read it and I'm thinking that Eric wrote it. It sounds like something Eric would write. It's good. Uh, Satan Saga Wars so far has been good to me. I've been historic and show-stopping collaboration of Titanic proportions and an epic display of creative talent. It's gold. See, a lot of back padding in both of these solicitations. <laughs> Horn tooting. You need to. You gotta, dude. You need gotta to. sell your wares. Gotta showman. Gotta 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 be a show. Gotta gotta. Put yeah, it out I mean, there. the thing is, is like what, like in the world of any kind of advertising, are you gonna go for the humble? The humble like endorsement. We try real hard. Spawn number two hundred and sixty. You know, I mean, it's the best we could do. <laughs> Todd and Eric, <laughs> eh, it's okay. <laughs> There's gonna be some, you know, chains and swords. There'll be some decent action. Malcolm Dragon, he's uh, you know, a cop like his dad was. You like that, right? <laughs> it reminds you of the past. The past is cool, right? Eric Larson brings it, doesn't he? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> we 
We sure hope so. <laughs> Eric Larson, you know, it could be said he brings it, if you feel so inclined. Or, or you know, Eric. <laughs> or he doesn't, whatever. He brought it before. I mean, he could do it again. I don't know. <laughs> Eric Larson brings it a majority of the time. <laughs> Eric Larson brings it. At least, you know, that's what he intends to do. You read it. You make the decision. We don't want to oversell it. <laughs> we don't. We don't want to. We don't want to put words in your mouth. <laughs> you don't ever want. We feel good. You don't ever want to read copy like your that. mileage may you vary. You don't ever want to read copy like that. Uh, we just lost all of our listeners. I know. It's okay, though. Savage Fincast. You might like it. <laughs> Savage Fincast. We're sorry. You know, we may talk about Eric Larson. We may not. In, <laughs> in this Fincast, we got possibly more excited about Basket Case 3 <laughs> than anything. Star Wars, we were divided. Nirvana, we couldn't make a cohesive decision. But basket case, three. and then some. At some point, we just couldn't even make any cohesive sentences. <laughs> well, damn it! You know what? I'm just saying. Savage Fincast. Oops, all berries. <laughs> <laughs> well, any anyway, rate, thanks everyone for listening. I guess. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> I guess. I mean, you can listen or you can't. I mean. We're all going to die. But we'll bring it as best we can. The universe will freeze. I mean, join us here next time if you can. (laughs) Peace out. Or don't. I mean, you could do whatever. This is just going to keep going. You You can keep listening. It's going to keep going, though. (laughs) Uh...